Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. Thank you for joining me. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell other people about it, get them to give it a try. Thank you so much. Very grateful for that. I hope it gives you some information, some tools for your toolbox. Maybe, although maybe this is asking too much, it strengthens your faith in God and Jesus Christ just a little bit. and helps our country, even if just one small bit. Homestead is hot, but we are looking forward to fall planting in a couple weeks, which I can't even imagine doing because the plants would all just burn up into a cinder. But theoretically, based on science, it should start to get cooler at some point, theoretically. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the people that listen to and share this podcast for the time to do it. Be with them, bless them, and their families. God, my words here. Thank you so much for those brave men and women who have gone before us, who followed you, even when it cost them their life, when they had to leave homes that they had known forever and go to completely new places with no idea of success or anything else besides trusting in your will and your word. Help us to follow that example and to get our priorities back in line. Be with our country, please. In your son's name we pray. Amen. We are going to go back. We talked a little bit about how to choose leaders. I read a couple of quotes from Benjamin Franklin and Noah Webster leading in with Exodus 18.21 which I'll read here again select out of all the people able men who fear God men of truth those who hate dishonest gain and you shall place these over them as leaders of thousands of hundreds of fifties and of tens And so the point that our founders understood, that they told us to follow these commands of God, which we have not been for several decades at least, is to select men who fear God, men who tell the truth, men who hate dishonest gain, and able-bodied men. 
And yes, there was a reason they said men specifically. And yes, there was a reason that that they suggested these other attributes. And we we would do well to quickly start to pay very close attention to what they told us. So I'm going to read one and let me stop and say this real quick. I try to most episodes, I don't always use these resources, but as those of you, those of y'all that have listened to the podcast, Founders Bible, Patriots Bible, America's God and Country, Encyclopedia of Quotations, phenomenal resources. I highly recommend them. Local bookstore, Barnes and Noble, Powell's, wherever you are across the country, thrift books online, Amazon. They would make a great addition to have at the home so that you can go through and reference some of these. Pulling multiple quotes today from the Founders Bible by the Wall Builders Association. You can find them in a number of other places. The great thing about the Founders Bible and the American God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotations is that they're very well sourced, and so you can go and look at those sources Patriot's Bible is a little easier, as I usually say, to kind of get into. So, Samuel Adams. It bodes very ill to government when men are exalted to places of high trust through their own solicitations. He only fills a place with dignity who is invited to it by his fellow citizens from the experience they have had of his adequate abilities. The people are certainly the best judges who are most likely to render them substantial service. So he's saying basically don't promote yourself, uh, which is reinforced by Proverbs. Don't seek your own praise. Let another man praise you. It's a paraphrase. Something my parents raised me with, whether I follow it that well or not. We don't see it a lot today. In fact, you see almost the opposite across the board. People that self-promote online, professional athletes, sports, you know, and there's this modern idea that, well, if if I don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. You know, if I don't tell people how great I am, Nobody else is going to do it, so I've got to do it. And I think that smacks a little bit of, I don't trust God. And I certainly fall into that trap often. But I do know this, folks. At the end of the day, whatever God's will is, is what's going to happen. Now, there's a great little book from a few decades back called The Will of God. And he does give us free will, and so sometimes we go against what he wants us to do. And that causes a change in 
how his will comes about. You know, sometimes we, a great example, right, in, in the Bible is not Job. My brain just completely went away. Well, at any rate, the prophet, he sent to Nineveh. And he didn't want to go, and so he got on a boat headed for Tarshish, I think. And uh, Jonah, there we go, thank you, dear Lord, and got swallowed by the whale. And so there was a delay in God's will. And the plan didn't go the way that would have been best because Jonah didn't want to follow God's will, but eventually it happened anyway. And that's certainly true today. At the end of the day, his will is going to be done, whether we participate in it or not. And so you go out and you work hard, you keep your mouth shut and your head down, you do what you're supposed to do, and you let God worry about the rest. And that's a really hard lesson. It's one that I certainly struggle with. Obviously, from society, it's one that a number of people either struggle with or don't even believe. You know, but here Samuel Adams is saying, you don't want these people that promote themselves. You want people that others promote, that others tell about, that are called into office because they're so trustworthy. Noah Webster, again. As a general rule, it may be affirmed that the man who never intrigues for office may be most safely entrusted with office. Such a man cannot desire promotion unless he received it from the respectable part of the community, for he considers no other promotion to be honorable. Again, basically, you don't want somebody that's out there telling everybody how great they are and asking them, begging them, pleading, whatever it is, for their votes, their support, right? You want somebody out there that the community is so far, you know, so behind that they put them forward. And so you've got a couple pieces of the puzzle that are missing today. One is we're so far removed from really paying attention to our candidates today often. You know, even if, if we take the time to do any research, and again, I'm guilty of this too, often all we're doing is looking for somebody else to do the research and then tell us, who the best candidate is. And, and there's some validity in that. If you've got an organization that really goes out and does their homework and looks for people that support our founding faith and principles based on the teachings of Christ and puts that list out there and has the information to back it up, then yeah, that's a great resource to use. And there's so many things to vote on today that it's, it's almost overwhelming. You don't have time to go out and find every single thing, right? The government's gotten so big, which is a problem in and of itself. But, but we don't often pay enough attention to know who's going to be the best so that we can go out there and tell others about them and promote them ourselves. We just kind of parrot what somebody else says, right? And the other part that, that you hear here, you hear here you hear in this quote by Noah Webster is the respectable part of the community. And this is a nasty little thing that nobody likes to talk about. There was a reason that our founders didn't give everyone the vote, that voting was not a right, that it was limited to those who 
really had skin in the game. And you can make the argument about race and gender, et cetera, et cetera. But the point is, voting was never intended to be a right in America across the board. Should it be dependent upon race and gender? No. But it ought to be dependent, well, or I should say race and ethnicity. No, it shouldn't matter what the color of your skin is or where you came from. There's an argument certainly to be made that the head of the house as the husband in a Christian nation should vote for the family. And that's not popular either. C.S. Lewis talked about that the, uh, in Mere Christianity. He made the comment, and I'm afraid this is going to be very unpopular. Wives submit to their husbands the same way the husband submits to Christ, right? But that's one of those little things, just as a side note here. You have a lot of women today that get really upset about that wives submitting to their husbands. And yet if you ask them if they claim to be Christian, if they want a husband that submits to Christ, they'll immediately say yes. Well, they go hand in hand. If you want a husband that follows their roles and responsibilities, you've got to be a wife that follows hers and vice versa. If you're going to be, you know, if you want a wife that follows her roles and responsibilities, you have to be a husband that follows his Speaking of, my wife just stopped by for a minute, took a little break, so, but now we're back. One more. Benjamin Rush, who signed the declaration, he, a citizen, must love private life, but he must decline no station, however public or responsible. It may be when called to it by the suffrages of his fellow citizens, by the way they vote. And man, there's a lot there. Just the fact that we have a responsibility to serve when we're called to it, but also this idea that we have completely forgotten, which is our founders did not create the government to be a person's profession in the same office. You had politicians that served for years, but that wasn't their sole profession. They were farmers and doctors and lawyers and teachers and professionals of some kind or another that served for a while. You know, in that first line that he says, uh, a citizen must love private life. And we saw that early on. Washington loved Mount Vernon, loved his home, and yet he was away for so much of the end of his life. Uh, Adams, same thing, all over the place, even though he wanted to be home, away from his wife for years. Jefferson, many. Uh, so it's just, it's something that we need to remember just about how our public life is supposed to function as politicians. 
God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. God bless your marriages. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.